0: Hello and welcome to the In Creative Company conversation about the six-part Apple TV Plus series, The Last Days of Ptolemy Gray, which premiered in March to great acclaim. I'm Joe Newmeyer, film critic for WOR Radio in New York, and it's now my honor and pleasure to welcome the series creator, executive producer, and writer, Walter Mosley, and star and executive producer, Samuel L. Jackson. Welcome, gentlemen, and congratulations on this terrific, thoughtful, and thought-provoking series. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Great to be sitting here with you. Walter, in a moment, we'll get into the nuts and bolts of adapting your 2010 novel, on which the show is based. But first, let's go back and talk about the origins of the story. What inspired you to write the book, and was it different from the process from any of your other beloved and best-selling novels? <laughs>
1: well, I, I think all my books are different, and they all come from different places. Even if they're the same characters, uh, they're the same characters in different times, whatever. But you know, m- my my father. Uh, died of cancer in in 93. And the year before that, the cancer had kind of spread to his brain. And so he was experiencing a certain kind of dementia. He died. And then, you know, for the next 12 years, I still had my mom, but my mother developed another kind of dementia where the, the frontal part of her brain was kind of, you know, falling apart. And so with both of them, I had to learn how to a language and, and a language that changed every day, all the time. And once I had learned the language, because I'm a writer, I said, I have to, I have to kind of translate this language into a book and, and, to, and to tell the story of you know, both my parents, but of course, you know, it's a human story back before history.
0: Yeah, yeah. And Sam, what an incredible and incredibly layered performance. Uh, I know this is a labor of love for you. You have been working to get this story onto the screen in one form or another for 10 years or more. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering how did your understanding or approach to the character of Talame May get maybe fine tuned in that time as you sort of lived with the thought of, of playing him for a decade?
2: Um, well, you know, the more time you have to, to kind of parse through what's going on with the character. And I read the book at least once a year for, you know, Ten years or so, so I was I was I was constantly finding things or remembering things or clocking things that had happened between my mom, my grandfather, um, her sister, all the people that I knew who had been affected by uh, by Alzheimer's or dementia, and uh, wondering how I could put those things together and put them inside that story and what they would look like, and uh, talking to uh, Jake uh garber my makeup artist and camille friend my hairdresser you know for years and years and years about them making me you know 90 some years old and they were thrilled by the idea of doing it so we were constantly looking at different things and different ways that i would look if they finally had an opportunity to do it so i was always about it and thinking about it and 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 knowing that that was um a story that i wanted to tell that i felt audiences would be compelled by and I knew it would be you know triggering in a in a specific way for some people because it is for me in a way but you know to find a way to find the joy in that story also to make sure that it was a celebration of life and not just a
0: celebration of an end of a life yeah yeah it very much is that in Mm -hmm. fact it's so multi-layered in so many ways and including humor and including a, a sense of of hopefulness and a sense of passing on of blessings which I I really love and we'll we'll get into some of those themes in a moment Walter, a a six episode format really serves the story so well. Did the journey to the screen kind of flesh it out in ways that maybe you weren't expecting or in ways that a two or two and a half hour film might have not been able to accommodate?
1: Well, definitely uh, a a movie would not have been able to, to contain the story, you know, of Ptolemy uh, and, and his adventures. Um, And so the six episodes was perfect. Eight would have been too long, I think.
0: You but
1: I got that much time. I had eight hours of time in me. You did, well, of course. But you know, that's that's you. It's I'm I'm not able to go that Reed. far. But yeah, read. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> but but I, I but I I, I I of course I think I, I discovered a lot of stuff. Uh, especially, I think for me was the lynching scene, which I. I had seen in one way when I wrote the book, but, but in a completely different way um, when, when, when writing the, the, the screenplay. And, you know, it's great. You know, listen, you're working with, with, with great actors and, 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 you know, and, and directors and afterwards editors. I mean, there's a story that I wrote in a novel, which is still in the novel. Uh, and then there's this uh, really, I think, wonderful uh, story, uh, you know, uh, centering around uh, Ptolemy Gray, a.k.a. Sam Jackson. And like, it was just great.
0: Yeah, yeah. and and even in terms of being able to write it uh, in a sense that the you have a visual aspect to it, obviously novels and and, and teleplays and screenplays are all different forms uh, working from that same same bucket of tools as it were, but but really trying to trying to find different ways to tell it. that must have been also a, a really energizing thing and really terrific in a lot of ways, right, Walter.
1: Oh, certainly. I mean, that's right. The other, the other side's also right. It's really scary and it's really hard and it's very challenging and you're, you're trying to, uh, you know, come up with something. And of course, you never really stop writing a screenplay until after it's, it's been shot because, uh, you know, people, you know, you have actors, you have uh, directors, you have producers, they're saying, well, we can't do, it. you you have the, the, the production company. Everybody is, has things to say. Sometimes they make sense and sometimes they don't make sense. And but you always have to answer it and and so there's yeah part of it's very challenging but you know in the end it, it's 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 sometimes wonderful when you get to tell a story that is close to your heart
0: yeah yeah exactly sam the uh, we mentioned so many different tones in the in the story which are are so beautifully fleshed out and the, the ethical and dramatic issues the story brings up too are fascinating and and reflect ideas of identity and what's important to people and their history and even quality of life versus quantity of life I want to first ask about the the many sides of the character uh, was there a key for you to playing Pamini in the throes we'll get to the to the the other aspects to him in a moment but the throes of dementia including the the fear and the grasping for dignity and control that are aspects of of Alzheimer's and dementia to start with was there a key for you in, in kind of having that aspect of the character worked out um not. Not particularly,
2: Um, I mean, I watched it happen with, you know, about four different people through my family uh, and tried to find those spaces that were, um, that were empathetic to an audience, that they could sit there and say, oh, I've seen that happen. Or uh, what happens when these people are, you know, by themselves? Where do they go? Uh, and, and, and how that looks and feels, uh, and the people that, that they are connected to in a specific kind of way that they talk to more than they talk to other people from their past, Mm -hmm. uh, and finding the relationship between those people and what that is. And, 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 and having, having the cognizance of knowing that there's, there's work that left, that is left to be done and what is it. You know, what is that work? I know there's something I just can't put my finger on what it is. And if Goydall would just tell me and stop giving me all these, you know, riddles, you know, I could could figure it out. But also dealing with the outside world and what that means and who these people are or in terms of people that you do know and don't know anymore or people that you never knew or did I know them, you know, so all those things come into play when you're coming into contact with other people and what's going on and what you do know and what you don't know, Um, how you live in your past and all the stuff that he has there in that apartment yeah. that he can put his hands on. He may not read a book or he may not look at it or the, the book may be upside down. Like I had the book yeah. upside down when I was reading it, you know, and, you know, just saying that I was, Occupying my mind, but not really, you know, lost in some other things, but knowing that, you know, time and space have a whole different meaning to uh, these people and to Ptolemy, especially when he's there by himself and when Reggie goes missing uh, and, you know, the sense of urgency the audience has knowing that how long has he been there by himself, you know what's going on there or, or, or you see him eating the beans out of the can yeah. or you see him looking out the window and watching the weather change you know it's raining today it's not raining tomorrow you know he's just sitting there staring what where is he and what's going on <clears throat> uh, and trying to pull the audience into those places of loneliness yeah those are my favorite parts actually you know when I'm by myself uh doing stuff on screen I always say you know I'm working with my favorite actor because you know, <laughs> I I can trust him. <laughs> uh, but being able to be in that space by myself and tell the story was yeah. very important to me.
0: Yeah. What I, I find beautifully ironic is that those scenes of, of you alone are are also often about trying to connect and whether it's sort of touching the the things in in his home and trying to find a connection to to the things that they used to mean or do mean in the outside world, and the sense of connection to 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 the outside world in general, it's it's beautifully uh, it's a beautiful dichotomy. You're by yourself, Talame's by himself, but there is this hunger for connection in a man alone, right?
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. And then and Sam, the other side of it. So the, the transformation, the sharpening of Talame's mind that begins at the at the end of episode two and, and kind of and begins then through episode three and, and continues on. It manifests not just in, in the mental aspects, but also physical and emotional changes. We see everything, including pride and style and curiosity and a sense of purpose, uh, mm-hmm. change with them. The, the line that I that 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 sticks with me is is when Talame says he remembers, but he doesn't remember remember and the beautiful sort of poetry of that. Um, did you organize or map out certain traits and echoes that we would see in the character as the show progresses and his mental state changes that would sort of either be sort of callbacks to certain things or be the sort of link, this bridge between the different aspects of the character, including even the, the flashbacks uh, to when he's a younger man, you know, with uh, with Sensei.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, that's the Walter kind of question. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I had things that I thought about mm-hmm. uh, going, going forward when we started to do it or, or when we started to, to get scripts and what we were thinking about and what, what parts of the book would be most vivid and work to move the story along swiftly. Cause like I said, I was thinking eight episodes, they were thinking six. So I was trying to, you know, stretch it. And it's like, I just want to tell this story, you know, and I want to tell every little bit of it. Uh, so to be able to find those things and to, relate to what that time was when he came from Mississippi to be with his sister Mm -hmm. to help raise her kids and what that meant uh and what his job was the, the kind of person that he was during that time he was delivering ice or running an elevator or doing you know all these jobs that you know made him like an ordinary guy to me in terms of my grandfather, his brothers, the guys who left Georgia and went to Detroit, you know, work in the car factories, uh, whose style changed mm-hmm. because they got to the city and what that meant and who they were. So when you see Ptolemy in his walking suits, it's kind of like, oh my God, I remember those, you know, things of yeah, my yeah, grandfather yeah. and his uncles and I mean his uh, brothers wearing those suits and thinking they were very sharp, uh, and their hats, you know, cocked a certain way, and and being, you know, sort of a different kind of bon vivant with, you know, not a lot of money, but still able to do it. But uh, knowing, you know, Tommy had this like buffer that nobody knew about, you know, this money, these Mm -hmm. coins that he was cashing in with Mm -hmm. this guy, you know, and he was using that money uh, in a wrong kind of way to take care of this woman that he was trying to impress or to keep for himself, you know, not even giving it to his sister and her kids. He was he was he was he was kind of bawling out with something that wasn't his. Yeah. Um, and you kind of you kind of have to deal with that aspect of who he is, along with that story about the daughter that he had that he didn't claim, you know, all these things that you know men do. Men, men, men roam and they have these strange kind of lives, especially during that time, yeah. uh, when people literally had, you know, two families
0: yeah. sometimes,
2: yeah. you know. Yeah. So yeah. knowing that, you know, Ptolemy had his blemishes. Uh, He wasn't this, you know, great guy that that uh, everybody should be cheering for. You know, he had he had flaws and, uh, you know, being able to show that and allow audiences to make up their minds about him in terms of being a good person or bad person. But still knowing he wanted to take care of his family and had these family ties, you know, and this generational wealth thing didn't come up in his head until later.
0: Yeah, yeah. Walter, let's let's bounce that question to you as well. The the idea that uh, you know kind of the, the callbacks or the links between the various aspects of of Talame's mental states and his changes and as all of that sort of goes through and kind of the I would imagine that 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 translating the book from a from a novel to the to a screenplay format able to kind of enjoy that a little bit more in kind of a descriptive sense and kind of find those links, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it,
1: it's, it, it is, it's so interesting who, who you are. I mean, these are the things that we think about all the time. But when, when Ptolemy gets, gets thrown into this world of, of dementia, yeah. uh, he, he's lost. Mm-hmm. And, and I think as, as, as Sam was saying, and he was already lost, yeah. but didn't know it. Right. And now he's lost. And, you know, two really important things happen. Uh, One is Robin, Mm -hmm. who shows him love in a way that he's always needed it. And he definitely needs it now. Mm -hmm. And also uh, this medical treatment that brings back his memory. And, and, And with all of that coming together, you have a person thinking, well, this is my last chance. Yeah. this is my I, I got I got a chance I got it right now it's not going to last it's soon going to be over mm-hmm. I'm going to try to do what's right yeah. and I, th- I think that that's the underlying thing you know but you know all, all through it it's like you know, remembering his first love uh, uh, re- remembering his his, his mentor all, all of these things which you know are important to him and then the things that he that he kind of almost on purpose forgets. Like well, I don't remember doing that, and oh yeah, I did do that. Well, I, I tried to forget, you know. I think he's it, it it's a uh, you know, and and the great thing is you know, in writing a novel you can do it in one way, but you know, working with actors, especially actors who uh, are deeply committed to to the project, you really be, you can you they find all of these connections uh, that that they need in order to to you know to bring these words to to, to life. So it was really it's really fun.
0: Yeah. I, I
1: completely I, answered your question, but and absolutely like did. It. No,
0: and 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 brought up those ideas of identity, which we'll talk about too in a second, about how important identity is and 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 the loss of it or the or the alteration of it uh, when when it's not even necessarily uh, your your choice to 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 lose it in a way and to get that back. I find that fascinating, and that's a great theme in the in the story. But let's also talk about the character of Robin. Because you brought her, brought her up. She's played so beautifully by Dominique Fishback. You yeah. mentioned the idea of a bridge sort of between Talame's past and present. And Robin is sort of a bridge character herself, Walter, isn't she? And that she's not only Talame's caretaker and connection to the world, but she's someone who's on her own path as the story goes on, right?
1: Yeah, well, this is this is a a, a young woman who's n- never really been treated right, uh, never had had any opportunity in life, who um doesn't particularly care about ptolemy when she first meets him right. but he sees something in her that he that he can only you know connect with with this phrase the first bird of spring right and uh and she just evokes this love in him sometimes that happens and and in time, he does the same thing for her. And, and I think that you know to see this these you know this very great uh, disparity of age, uh, and, and 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 you know certainly gender, and and but also uh, you know culture and time. Um, and then, but but even through all of that, to find each other to love each other, yeah. you know, is uh, that that really is the goal. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, uh, you know. T.S. Eliot says, "My beginning is in my end," and I mean, and that, and that's true. Yeah. And I, I think it, it's so, it's so beautiful. Uh, and 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 the, just the the actors. I mean, come on. I mean, they were so good together. You know, I would just watch even the littlest thing. Uh, you know, when when uh when Dom would be sitting there with Sam, and he's, you know, he's like, you know leaning over her and she just puts one finger against his chest and goes no you move back now you know and it was just like but instead of them it him her pushing him away it's almost like she's pulling him toward her you
0: know it's it's really lovely right right that is sam that's a a great segue then talk about the dynamic working with dominique and creating a a back and forth that on screen is is so vibrant what was the partnership like with her and building that rapport between talame and robin the
2: the partnership was always amazing from you know the first moment she stepped on set and we actually started to to interact and talk and you know reach a place and you know and you know there's the famous story of her having this 28 page uh PowerPoint presentation of who Robin was you know wow. and I read it <laughs> it was great yeah, It's like okay she's she's about it you know I'm an advocate of creating a history for yourself you know as a as a character so you know where you came from what where you want to go what you do and she She did all those things and uh, getting her to embrace the joy of what we were doing and not the seriousness of it. Mm -hmm. you know, allowed us to open it up in a whole nother kind of way. It's like, look, we get a chance to do this over and over again until you get it right. But we're going to get it right all the time because our hearts are going to be in the right place, you know? And I could talk to her about stuff between shots that had nothing to do with what was going on. And she's, she's, she's trying to focus. And I'm just going to just be ready to do it. As soon as they (laughs) say action, jump into this and we do it and have a big laugh afterward. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, One of those things to take Robin from a place of having never, ever been able to be a child,
1: Mm.
2: she's never been able to relax and just be carefree because she had to take care of an addicted mom and protect herself and, and, and protect her mom. And one of the greatest moments for me when I was reading the book was the thing I always wanted to, to see was the moment Ptolemy bought her, that sofa and it became her bed because she never had a bed in her life. Yeah. You know, and what that means or what that meant to her to see it. No, this is mine. You know, mm-hmm. this is my bed. I can sleep on this and nobody can take it from me. It's the first thing somebody's given her. Then he gives them money to buy clothes and he doesn't ask her for anything. He's just saying, okay, this is the way to, for you to be your best to you. And nobody's ever offered her that opportunity before. Um, and Dominique has. You know, she's a she's a 30-year-old a woman who understands what it means to be 16 years old still because it's not that far removed from her. And she's a happy person, you know? And if you can bring out that joy and transfer it to an audience and transfer two people's connection on screen. I mean, I've had a few actresses that I work with like that, that, you know, work, you know, very well. So when you see us together, you know that, well, geez, they're actually friends, you know, they actually like each other, you know, Uh, and that's an important combination for audiences to accept a relationship
0: that's having a cinematic impact on them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. to find that connection, and and it harkens back actually to something Walter just mentioned, which is the idea of just connecting, like just connecting, when you see actors connecting like that, it it pops out of the screen in, in so many great ways. Walter, there's, I, there's also the poetic.
1: Can we, thing, uh, yeah, 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 can we just add a thing there, because one one of the things that, that that Sam is saying about the about the you know the the film itself that how 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 we perceive it, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you can tell talking to him, but you know, Sam, you know, he he really enjoys life and he's really really ha- kind of happy about life and what he can do and what you know even what you can't do, and and a, a film like this. There's a lot of darkness to it. There's a lot of darkness. So he meets the doctor. He said, oh, you the devil. You know, it's like, but in order to bring joy inside of that, because if, if you can't have the joy of these you know people that you're dealing with, the, with dementia and Alzheimer's, et cetera, you know, and hard lives, then then. If if you can't smile, you can't get deep enough into it. And I think one of the great things that that Sam and Dom did was they ma- they made enough happiness for me to to enter. You know. Yeah. Anyway.
0: yeah. No, they, that's absolutely right. And in fact, it's because one of the there's a theme that's going on there too of erasure of 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 people of history, people in a family mm-hmm. of justice, uh, and and you know there's that that notion of uh, of if it's not being remembered. Uh, is it being, is it, is it, uh, present in, in, in people's lives? And so that the importance of remembering is so reflected in the story. That's a major motif, isn't it? And so vital to be able to have those light moments that are just the, the, the love and connection between Talamay and Robin and, uh, Walter, right. To be able to kind of offset that notion of, of erasure and the importance of remembering.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And she also feels, she also feels that, that, uh, that, uh, space that, uh, Reggie had, you know? I mean, yeah. Tommy loved Reggie. Reggie. Yeah. I mean, that's that moment when Reggie's leaving the last time he sees him, which I wanted to do in this whole thing was the when Reggie was leaving. You know, I just surprised him by grabbing him and and hugging him. That wasn't mm-hmm. part of the blocking or rehearsal mm-hmm. or anything else. I just decided right in that moment I wanted to do it. Yeah. So I did it, and that's the last time Tommy sees him. So when Robin shows up, she fills that hole. Mm-hmm. And she feels it in a whole nother way that Reggie didn't. I mean, Reggie was great and he took care of him. He took him to eat and, you know, he took him to cash his checks, you know, and he mm-hmm. sat and talked to him sometimes about his family. But, you know, Robin became this thing that he never really had, mm-hmm. you know, that yeah. he felt like he had to take care of somebody because he couldn't take care of since he was too strong. Mm-hmm. She was, You know, she had her own thing happening. And and mm-hmm. he had this, this person, this child that he never had, that he was able to impart wisdom upon they could fight because they fought. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Robin get mad at him and he just look at him and be, well, I'm not going to let you stay mad at me, you know, and she's mad at him because he's already accepted the fact that he's going to die. It's like old people mm-hmm. accept shit like that. You yeah, know? That's yeah. what happens. And he's like telling her, look, I know I'm going to die. This is a thing. It, it ain't his fault. It ain't nobody's fault, but I know what I have to do before I die. I'm just yeah. trying to set this right with these people. And mm. that whole notion of, you know, all, all skin folk and kin folk is very present there, mm-hmm. you know, cause a lot of times when we were trying to sell this story before people were trying to say, well, we have to make Robin a family member. We said she is a family member. You just don't <laughs> understand the dynamic. We
0: already know what that means um, to have someone come into your life and become your family. Right, yeah. right and in some ways even be kind of stronger than family in a way of because so. of the fact that she yeah. isn't. It's a different, deeper right. kind of family. Yeah. yeah. Right. So many ways. Yeah. A question for both of you to, to, to wrap up and, and Sam, I'll start with you in, in terms of one of Walter's many gifts as a storyteller is melding genres that kind of classic investigative fiction, uh, is imbued with themes and ideas that, that resonate. And, and here, as we mentioned, sort of the passing on of blessings and what cost vengeance and clarity and Recapturing identity, uh, and and you as an actor, it's also one of your one of your special gifts that you really make the the menu play. Uh, people we see ourselves in, people we can imagine ourselves being, or people we know. Uh, was there a special kind of sauce in acting in a in a Walter Mosley work that's sort of about cracking a mystery while also uncovering deeper truths about identity in the world that we live in?
2: Um, well the mystery that everybody wanted to crack was evident to most people seeing it, you know, who did it. So we already, (laughs) everybody knew that. So the mystery became, is there really a treasure? And what is he talking about? Right. You know, and what does that mean? So when we start flashing back with Koi Dog to what that means between Koi and young Ptolemy, and what Koi Dog taught this kid, yeah, I can relate to all that because I grew up in segregation. So I understand it. You know, I understand, you know, American apartheid in a whole nother way that most people, you know, probably don't. And I'm still one of those people that used to think that when people of my generation die out, you know, and there's no memory of all that, and the world's gonna be a, a very beautiful and wonderful place, but apparently not. <laughs> so I still try and find things that are that are real and honest for audience members to cling to. When they meet a character that i'm playing that they Mm -hmm. can say oh i know that guy oh that's my uncle or that's mr so-and-so from down the street so i always try to find something that brings the human quality of this person to an audience in a very real way that allows them to attach uh and i think i've been successful at that and that's kind of you know wonderful and sort of a an interesting kind of gift that that you can't be taught in acting school or anywhere else um, but if you read a lot or you watch a lot of films or you read biographies or watch biographies of people, you find out that there are certain human qualities that people want to see in a person. Yeah. And if yeah. you can bring them even to a bad guy, yeah. they yeah. go, oh, wow, maybe he's not so bad. And you like, yeah, he is. But damn, I like right. him. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I always tell people that I say, I'm I'm uh, playing the bad guy. Even Steven and Django, I used to tell Quentin, I said, Steven's going to have his fans. Yeah. he's yeah. like this guy sucks. like believe me a lot of people don't like this guy
0: yeah yeah <laughs> uh, walter to, to spin the question around a little bit and and kind of say when you're when you are figuring out a story when you're working it through and you know you have uh you know all the elements in place do you do you sometimes find that the that the you can put them in different order or different uh, places in the story, uh, you know, one key being memory, another key being the, the, the murder, another key being the, the sort of the mystery. And you can find a, find a way to kind of thread those all together as a novelist, and and find them all that they, they get even stronger no matter where you put them in the story or kind of figure out which one goes well once you've got those those sort of tent poles in a way for the story uh, the rest of it kind of can come together I'm just kind of trying to get inside of this, the your process a little bit and finding it how how the how the process works with the with the writing of those of those various uh, points in the story
1: you know it, it, it's interesting because as a, as a novelist. I write a, a book and I, really, it's almost completely alone. I mean, I have editors, but, you know, if I don't like what they say, I just say no. And, you know, and, you know, no, I'm not doing that. I'm doing this because this is what I want to do. I heard what you said, but I don't agree. And I'm going to do it this way. And, you know, that's, and that's been fine. I mean, that's, and that's, that's me. Yeah. Uh, this is so much a, a collaborative art, mm-hmm. and you're collaborating even when you don't know it. I mean, the the very end of the of the story was not my end of the story. My end was on, you know, old Ptolemy in right. the bed. But yeah. but but the film ends with young Ptolemy, you know, talking to Koido, uh, which I think thought was wonderful. I mean, when I saw it, I thought it was wonderful. But you know, the, the editor didn't call me and ask me about it. They just did it. And mm-hmm. and the thing was is that. That was really beautiful. So you, you find, I think that the, the kind of uh, freedom that you're talking about in, 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 in moving things around exists because of collaboration. It exists because of the actors, it exists because of the, uh, you know, the, you know, the, the, the people who are doing the camera, the, the editors, the producers, if, if they're really working. Um, and all of that is like, is wonderful. It's a, it's a wonderful moment, and and um, and sometimes I give into it. Sometimes I don't like it. Sometimes I get mad. Sometimes I change it. Sometimes I just say no, we're not doing that, you <laughs> know, no. no. Um, but but it's 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 like a dance. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's like a, a you know, it might be like a war depending on where you are in it. Um, but it, it's it, it's 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 me working with all of these other people and them working with each other, even without me. And, and I just, it's, it's extraordinary.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, this whole series is extraordinary. It, it's the two of you and the entire team around it working in, in top form. It's really remarkable in so many ways. Thank you both so much for joining us for this in creative company conversation, ladies and gentlemen, Walter Mosley and Samuel L. Jackson. The show is the last days of Palomay Gray on Apple TV plus. Congratulations again, Samuel and Walter. And thank you so much for being here. Thank Thank you so much. It was great.